Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Put your pads on because we've got an hour of hard-hitting football talk. Starting right now with movie star quarterback. Sean Salisbury. I hardly recognize you clowns without the underwear on your head. And good old country boy fullback, Lorenzo Neal. Hey, diddle diddle, get him down the middle. <laughs> Holy God. Oh, I'm bringing it, kiddo. This is the Football Hour on 95.7 The Game. Oh, indeed it is. It's Tuesday instead of Monday. We'll be back at it again next Monday. I'm Sean Salisbury along with my guy, longtime NFL fullback and domination uh, you hear him up and down this lineup, and Lorenzo Neal and uh, Sterling Bennett, our producer, technical producer Cam Williams along as well. It is a football hour, 95-7 a game, and it is a winning Tuesday. Low welcome in, brother. It uh, Energy rises when you win. <laughs> I liked it. it I liked isn't. what I saw from the opening snap of offense, and we got a lot to get into, and I'm going to tease this by telling you one thing. If that movie I saw last night, on both sides of the ball is what I get. Mm. The San Francisco 49ers will be in position to win the entire NFC, and I'm going to tell you why. How you doing, brother? What's up? Hey, I'm doing great, man. Isn't it amazing that last week everyone wants to jump off the bridge? Oh, this, <laughs> that. In, in L.A. right now, you look at the wall, the talking heads, the Rams are over, their season's done, and they're not the same team. Isn't it just crazy how quick the tide turns? Low, it is unbelievable. Yeah, how quickly, how knee-jerk, and uh, from what one week you're going to the Super Bowl, the next week you're, you're, you can't right. play anymore, right? Look around the league. Tampa's done, according to some. I, I've heard it. Yeah. Dude. I, went, I was yes. on a show in Tampa today. Wow, they're frustrated. New Orleans, they're finished, obviously. Oh, I mean, yeah. I'm, just, I'm being a bit facetious. I mean, Green Bay, even Aaron Rodgers says we can't sustain this. I mean, you go up and down the <laughs> NFC and the AFC, too. I mean, oh, my gosh, Atlanta gets beats on Cleveland. Oh, what's Cleveland going to do? They're 2-2. Two two. Pittsburgh, we got to change a quarterback. I mean, it is – there's only a handful of teams that are like Baltimore can't close out a game. So now right. everybody's like, oh, my gosh. Okay. Uh, and when you win a game, it's like, yep, here we go. Now I know people will tread lightly. Now, Lo, let me tell you how I feel about this, what I saw last night. And I'm going to tell you, and, and it is amazing, the conversation we had last week felt like a bummer. You know what I'm saying? Just like, okay, they didn't right. play their best football. And here we are a week later and giddy about the performance. If, although it wasn't gaudy. On the offensive side of the ball, it was gaudy on the defensive side of the ball. And here's why, if this is what I get from the 49ers the rest of the year, judging from what I see in the NFC, one is, I got news for you, man. When you're playing the 49ers defense, you better bring a, a damn good supply of body bags because yeah. uh, what, they care, what you care to call uh, hell, they call home, and they deliver hmm. hell to you for, for 60 minutes. And they are way – I'm going to tell you the biggest problem the Rams have with the 49ers is they can't handle the, 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 the physicality, physicality of the 49ers when they get together. <laughs> it's true. And the Rams' most physical offensive lineman is a broadcaster now named Andrew Whitworth. So he ain't playing for them. So they got their own problems. But pressure, getting pressure without blitzing, pressure with pressure, save, not, not giving up any chunk plays beyond 20 yards. Cooper Cup can catch – 400 passes in a game, as long as he's not getting the end zone and averaging 14, 15, 18, 25 yards a catch, you'll take it. 
I mean, they were they get sacks, they force turnovers. You know Stafford's going to throw it to you, a defensive touchdown. And on the offensive side of the ball, you come out throwing and get Jimmy into the rhythm quickly. You mix in 22 runs enough, even though that's one thing that will get better, I believe. And when they get fully healthy and good to go, and Jimmy's efficient, he doesn't turn it over. A bunch of yards per completion or per attempt last night, I think he was at about, let me think for a second, at about eight and a half or almost nine yards in attempt last night, which I like. Yeah. 100 quarterback rating. If this is what we come out of every game, even though the quarterback, he didn't throw for 400, every now and again you're going to have to. But if the defense plays like this and Garoppolo protects the football and makes necessary throws and gets the ball to Debo Samuel like he did and mix in a few other things, why not the 49ers? The Rams, not very, I mean, the, the Rams are beatable. Tampa Bay. Right now, Philadelphia is the, is the, is the elite team in the NFC. But you're going to tell me the Cowboys, I mean, the 49ers can't beat the Cowboys today? 49ers can't beat no, the Vikings today? The Packers today? Exactly. So, hell, and depending on the Philly situation, them too. But that's the best team. But when you talk about play for play, if the quarterback plays like this, efficient and at times really good without killing your team, and making clutch, making the necessary open throws, and that defense. I got news for you. I said it when Robert Sala was here. Enjoy him. He ain't going to be here long. Uh, D'Amico Ryans is in the same position. I'm just telling you, he has got yeah. them playing, and they're nasty and they're physical. You doggone right he does. Low I, this team looks as – when they're playing like this, they look as good as, as, good as any not-named Philadelphia in the NFC right now. Oh, without a doubt, and you have to realize – this is a Super Bowl defense, just doesn't have the Super Bowl offense yet to go with it. The defense, I think this is the best defense in football. Yeah, them and the, them and the Cowboys, think, I want 100% low, yeah, I'm with you. Agreed. Yeah. Yep. And if you look at this team and you say, what do they have to continue to do to be successful? It's like you just alluded to. Make sure you don't turn the ball over. If the offense... Think about every game this team has lost this year and even go back. If they don't turn the ball over and the offense just scores, let's just say 21. And if the, if the defense gives you a touchdown, so be it. But if the offense just scores 21 points, I don't think is, – is there a team in the league that you believe that the Niners, if they score 21, can't beat? Right now, the only team because the versatility of the quarterback – is the, is the Philadelphia Eagles because they'll get after the quarterback too. That's it. And I'm with you. I think the 49ers yeah. have – I think the 49ers' defense is more physical than the Cowboys. The Cowboys may have the best defensive player in the league in Micah Parsons. So they're six and one half dozen the other, but I would take the 49ers first, Cowboys second. Exactly. And as far as is there a team, the Eagles today, because their quarterback steps out of so much trouble and he's improved as right. a passer low. Right. I think right. they're the big. I'm today. We're a month in. I get it. it's gonna. We're gonna have this shift. I guarantee Tampa at some point is gonna roll off four or five in a row. Low. You know that's gonna happen. We we we. we Rogers will start to pick up the offense. So we know there'll be some things. There'll be a shift in in our thought process. But today, the 49ers may very well be. And I know the pad. They're not gonna be anybody's power rankings just yet in the top five. But uh, if you t- told me the Cowboys versus the 49ers tomorrow, I'm taking I'm taking the 49ers. The 49ers versus the the, the uh, Green Bay Packers. Eagles. I'm taking. I'm ta- I, I mean, no. The 49ers versus the Green Bay Packers. I'm taking the 49ers. 49ers versus the Eagles tomorrow. I would say the advantage, depending on where they play, slightly Eagles because their quarterback's in more of a rhythm than this quarterback is. Jimmy, if I told you these numbers, low. If I said defense doesn't give up anything, had seven sacks, and your your hundred hundred quarterback passer rating. I would like the 16 of 27 to be, you know, 21 of, 21 of 27, right? If you get to that range, a few more completions in clutch situations low, and, and I think you've got a team that I'm not saying they can't beat the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm just saying that right now the Eagles are probably ranked ahead of them and should be because they're undefeated. They're a better team right now. Their offense seems to be more in sync. Talk to me in a month, and we'll see if it doesn't change. But I love oh, – what the 49ers did last night. I really do. I love the physicality of their defense. We knew they were going to be great there. You just didn't want the offense right. to screw things up and get them in rhythm. And last night, it looked like Jimmy. This looked like the way we're supposed to do it in San Francisco. Dangerous football yep. team, especially on defense. And, and that's the biggest thing with me, Sean, is like if this offense 
doesn't turn the ball over, give the opponent a short fill, if you don't give up safeties, name me a team that beats this team. If you even even as bad as they played, even Chicago, that one broken busted play, they still played it well enough. If, if you take away the turnovers, just the little small things with this team, and that's it. That's the win. That, but 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 this team has always been built and predicated on defense. It's right. never the offense was. We knew that it had it hung its hat on the running game with that type of identity. But now it's a switch. The switch is this team is going to have to hang its hat on on passing the ball and running the, and running the ball to keep teams off balance. Because with Debo and Ayuk and Kittle, you have to say those guys between the three of those guys, they have to be targeted between twenty five to thirty five times a ball game. In my opinion. Those three guys together, that's Debo carrying the ball five times, that's 10, you know, 10 target passes, that's Ayuk with 10. You got it. Those are your three, those are your three game changers. The offense in Kyle Shanahan has to realize that is going to be the formula. And Jimmy G, of course, being the mainstay because he got to get the ball in their hand. They have to have that. That has to be the philosophy in order for this team to sustain and win, and they can't turn the ball over because they're not good enough. Low, what's more impressive to you in the NFL right now, the way offenses are playing or the way defenses overall are playing? Defense. A, a defense I, this I year. you watching some of these kids. They're, they're, they're playing some defense, bro. No, I, I'm with you 100%. I, I, I'm looking around at the the Buffaloes. Uh, it, it, the you know the Cowboys the 49ers Miami listen I know Tampa ran into Patrick Mahomes but that defense had been carrying them the Saints defense has been outstanding the offense just hasn't kept up the Packers defense has played well I mean you start to look at the Eagles defense has played well you start to think about it and in truth I know they're usually ahead but it seems a little bit more distant it seems like defenses are giving good offenses a lot of fits early on in late in games. They're getting to quarterbacks. They're disrupting. I feel like they're farther ahead than normal, even though they're, they're usually ahead in September. And now that we're in October, I still feel like they're ahead, though, low. Even with the outstanding quarterbacks who are doing some good things, I feel like the defense as a whole is better. Yeah, and it, it is. I think guys are getting after it. They're just physical. They're more. They're they're not big slugs anymore. You don't have the you know the the six foot two inside linebackers that are two hundred and fifty or sixty pounds. These guys are running. They're hybrids. They hit. They can run. They can cover. You saw Freddie Warner last night in pass coverage. The way he's just tackling guys. So you look at defenses, man. Defenses, and I tell you what, it's so much predicated on what guys do up front. You look at the right. You look at the Rams last night. Five steps, six steps. You guess what? He couldn't even have time. And you saw a quarterback looking for a place to go down because he knew after you get to that 1,005, they're there. 1,003, they're in his they're in his lap. And so when you have that, and then guys that are challenging you on the back end, and now you're starting to see that they're playing more mixed zone and more man-to-man coverage. More balls are hitting guys in the hand. So when you think about what they're able to do up front. That's been cute. I think that's been crucial throughout the NFL. The guys up front are really helping those guys on the back end. Yeah, Lorenzo Neal, Sean Salisbury. It is the football hour here on 95.7, a game 888-957-9570. If you want to join in on what you saw. Now, listen, I know we, we all get greedy. You want the 400-yard passer. You want 40 points, and then you want the best defense in the league. Now, think about what Stafford had to go through last night. And you know he'll throw you some. He's a hell of a player, but he'll throw you three or four. Just matter, and as long as you don't drop them, you got a chance. And they had a chance at a couple more last night. And obviously, the defensive score, seven sacks last night. Low. I believe they pressured the quarterback. If last I remember, was pushing thirty times last night. Now, it's the sacks are one thing because that you lose yardage and all that. But I'll tell you what takes its toll more: thirty pressures, thirty-two pressures, twenty-eight pressures takes its toll even more than the sacks because what then you start to throw the ball prematurely you start to throw it off balance uh, I thought the dominant the, the defense in their front seven and they did a great job all three levels w- w- uh, tell me where the weakness is on the defense low find me a weakness on the defense I, right now I, I can't I, I honest to God I where's either. the weakness on that defense that you look at it and say if we don't do that that, that if somebody throws every down or if somebody – you saw last night, they took away the run, and even though they threw it in the 40s and he had 30-plus completions last night, did Stafford, 
it didn't amount to any it didn't amount to any scores. And normally, right. when you're got thirty plus completions in the thirty completion range, you're throwing for four hundred yards in the NFL. Oh yeah, the two hundreds. Yeah, so it was an impressive performance. They're only giving up what eleven yard eleven points a game, eleven and a half points a game. Their yards per play they're giving up is three three almost four yards a play. You're going to win a lot of games that way. That way, and every ten times the quarterback drops back, he's on his ass uh, taking a sack in the league right now with the 49ers. I was impressed and. Didn't Jimmy do what you what we the numbers kind of bore out who he is, and if he can just increase Absolutely. the accuracy a little bit, Kyle doesn't want to throw it thirty five times. You and I both know that he wants to run it about thirty five, throw it about twenty five, and get out with the sixty to sixty five plays. That's what they want to do, and if they can do that every week, and the defense does what they do, going to be a long season for offenses playing against the San Francisco 49ers. All you got to do as an offense. Be effective, run, you know, do the things you do, and don't give offenses the short field against the 49ers and put the defense in a bind. If you don't do that, they'll That's get right. you short fields, and they will score for you. They will. And that, what you just alluded to, Sean, I'm in the same church as you. I really believe, though, now, in my opinion, Sean, I don't think this team is built necessarily for a consistent, sustainable running game right now. Right. I think that you're going to have to throw the ball. I think this team is going to have to throw the ball more than run. I think you're going to have to run just to keep teams honest. But you've got too many weapons at the receiver position, at the tight end position, the fullback position. You have to find ways to get these guys the ball. And you saw it last night. Even when you're playing press, man, all the different designs, all the different gadgets, You can, even if you put two to the side, three to the side, you can't overload a side because you've got to cover the receiver. So if guys make their block... These Ayuk, Debo, you know, Kittle, they're athletic enough for the even if there's a free guy, the free guy usually don't have a chance. It's very rarely is the first guy going to tackle these guys. So I think when you look at the way this team is right now with the offensive line, that's kind of, you know, not necessarily a strong point. You know that you got to get the ball out of Jimmy's hand. All the different things that you know that you're set up for right now. I think that you will start the rest. I think right now. I'd, I'd be I'd willing to bet, Sean, that this team is going to run. They're going to pass the ball more than they run right now, just right now. Overall setup, you know, that makes it slow. You make a good point, and you sit here and think, okay. Well, and I do because right now they can, they're using the pass as simple extension of the run, right, Lowe? You yes. get a screen in. Yes. You get the ball to Debo yes. in space. And so if you're yes. not there's, – there's, there's other ways to run the football. Even when you're not running the football, does that make sense? And I think that's right. what you're also yes. trying to say, Lo. Is I don't need to, to. To me, it's the if you run it 25 times or 22 times, and throw screens or hitch routes or smoke screens, those type of right. routes, six, seven other times. In to my mind, that's 30 plus runs. That that that. And no question. Right now, Jimmy's probably more efficient at throwing the stuff and getting it to them in space underneath than their effectiveness to dominate the line of scrimmage offensively. Now on the other side right. of the ball, they are they are kicking your ass. Different story. I mean, you yeah right. you, you better have a, you better bring it because uh, they are making it miserable on offenses. And we for, fail to forget that's the reigning Super Bowl champion, right? We're, we're not talking right. about some team that floundered around. That's the reigning Super Bowl champion that has all the genius offensive mindset and quarterback who he comes over from Detroit. I'll tell you what it looked like last night, Low. It looked like Detroit. <laughs> I'm talking about offensively, yeah. not getting into the end zone, throwing the ball a lot, and Matt Stafford on his – that looked like when Matt was in Detroit. And yeah. that 49ers <laughs> defense could do that to you. They're nasty, man. They're friggin' nasty. Would, Sean, when, you, when you're talking about – let's stay there. What is – thus far this Rams – does the Rams seem like they – last year, the year before when the Rams were rolling, didn't they score – wasn't it predicated on how the offense is a track meet? The offense always scored, outscored you kind of? Don't you yeah, see and then, like this year? They, they don't have that. Yeah, and when they did outscore you, even if you got a few, what it, then Donald and Vaughn Miller and those guys could tee off because they knew the only way to get you back in the game was to throw it. And then they yes. get after you and force some yes. turnovers. And there's no doubt. And they, they made you play to their tempo and the way they played. Absolutely. The Rams, the, the Rams played some, you know, they had the, well, up to, to, you know, the last six, seven years, they've had the best defender overall in the world, Aaron Donald, right? And they've got stars and they got after you. So what they did, they'd post their score and make you chase when they were playing good. And you get to Amen. a point where, like, okay, now we got to push back. They would take you out of being able to kill clock and run the game because, well, they, they'd be hanging 30-plus on you. 
And when you're doing that, That's now right. you're as a coordinator, you switch your you got to have a shift of paradigms and what you're doing saying, well, damn, it's this. And then when you do that, Vaughn Miller, we know what he brings. It takes two dudes to stop Aaron Donald. And then you can squat and you can take chances defensively. Why? Because even if you give up a score, they're a machine on offense. Cooper Cup, you couldn't stop him. Winning the Triple Crown, they ran the ball effective enough, and they had a bunch of different weapons you know, that mix in. You bring Beckham over, you had the home run threat. Every single thing they did worked. Vaughn Miller worked. Right. Beckham worked. Right. Ramsey a couple years ago worked. I mean, they, right. everything they did, you know, their, their offensive line was good enough, and they designed enough plays to keep Matthew Stafford. I'll tell you what the weakness was. And I know people are going to, I mean, running, but on the offense was Matt turned it over, even with 18 or 17 or 18 picks and leading the league tied with, I can't even remember who the other one, he was tied with the league leader last year. Think about that. And they still yes. were able to do it because they're allowed to, that's his nature. He's a, he's a gunslinging chance taker. But, lo, when you do that, you're like, oh, he threw a pick. Okay, no big deal. We'll score three times in the third quarter anyway. So Bingo. that's okay. And now we continue. And that's, that's the way they felt. Right now. You saw what happened last night. They're not, exactly. and I'm going to tell you the weakness. They're, they can't, they're not physical up front. They, they weren't overly dominant physical up front last year, but Whitworth brought an attitude and a veteran experience. I'm going to tell you, Lowe, if, you know, if, if you're talking about give me the five offensive linemen on each team in the league and say, I'm not even talking about whether they've been to Pro Bowls. I'm just talking about pure, out, nasty, physical toughness, wear you out, and if they need to wear you out like that, they can. Uh, the, yeah. Rams are, the Rams are in the second half of the league, my friend. I, I, I'm being right. serious. I, their physicality up front on the offensive line does not bother me a bit, and the 49ers bore that out last night. And, and that's the thing, Sean, when you look at this Ram and you saw the Niners, the Rams had to play the Niners-style type of football because yes. they're not high-powered anymore to score, so they got in a, They had to be, it's belly-to-belly, belly, let's, let's win it in the trenches, and they're not good enough. The Rams, if you're high scoring, like you said, that's when Donald and those guys can wreak habit because you become one dimensional. When teams are now, when you sit in there now, the Rams got to be in a in a dogfight. You saw it with Buffalo. They the in an action, the inability to score at will. Now it puts their defense, and their defense is not necessarily a team that can stop the run, stop the pass on consistency. So that's when the te- that's why their team doesn't play well. You saw yeah. with Buffalo, it puts a track meet against the Rams. So the Niners said, okay. If we make this a dogfight, let's make this game ugly. Let's make it go in the sandbox. That was a low-scoring game last night, but it was about ball control, and it was a team just dominating on defense and made the Rams, took away their Cooper Cup, took away the big plays, and said, you can't beat me playing this type of football. And think about that, Low. that I don't think the Rams, and I think I'm, this validates your point, and I'm 100% agree with you, and we'll go to break, come back. we got a lot to discuss as well uh, in the second half of this show is – I don't think the Rams are going to win many 17-14 games. <laughs> I, I'm, not sure they can, I don't, I'm not sure they can stand toe-to-toe with you when it comes to the physical, you know, the body blows, right? I'm not talking about the knockout, but I'm talking about the body blows. And on the other side of that, they don't score enough. You know how they could turn it on and off like yes. a light switch last year? Yes. They, don't, they can't score at will right now. And we said they stopped Cooper Cup. Think about this, Low. what we're saying. I don't know how many times a guy in a game has caught 14 balls and not scored, and he is a phenomenal player. But that's the old, hey, Michael Jordan. Michael got 50, but Scotty didn't get 38, and, and you know, whoever else, Ron Harper, when he's playing, you kept, you kept everybody else down. So, you know, Cooper Cup goes, gets 14 catches. You keep him out of the end zone, zero impact. I'm not saying right. he's not an impact, but it did not affect the game. Okay, go ahead and get yours, dude. Denny Green always used to say, well, they can go up and down the field and throw for 500 yards, but – if we're scoring more on defense and they're scoring on offense, we're right. going to win most of our games. And if we're sacking the quarter, they wanted to sack and wanted to score on defense, didn't care about yards for defense. Now, ego and pride-wise, but it was impressive. Lowe and I will come back and discuss. We'll take your calls, too, at 888-957-9570. Cam and Sterling along as well. Half hour goes fast. We've got another 30 minutes of it with you, and we're great to have you along. Two and two 49ers. You guys tell us who's the best team in the NFC and why. Where do the 49ers fit in after a month? It is the Football Hour, Sean Salisbury, Lorenzo Neal. This segment has been sponsored by Twin USA, BioNTech, and Pfizer. The Football Hour continues, rolls on next.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now. Back to the football hour with Sean Salisbury and Lo Neal on 95-7 the game. It is 95-7 a game. I'm Sean Salisbury along with my partner Lorenzo Neal. Tuesday, different night this week, but next week back at it because you obviously would have rather seen what you saw last night than hear from us on a Monday. That's why we got you on a Tuesday. A beat down, <laughs> excuse me, a beat down by the 49ers <laughs> over the Rams. They seem to own the Rams in a regular season. We'll see if that uh, pays off the rest of the year. So I asked the question, and I got a couple of them, and people can answer how they want. It, are the 49ers, who's the best team in the NFC and why? And think about where you felt low, and I'm asking the callers this too, at 888-957-9570. Vince, we're going to get to you in just one second. Is think about where we were discussing a month into last year, low. I know you have a great memory, so do I. I can remember vi- vividly what we talked about and how passionate our fans were. Yeah. How do you feel about the team this year, a month in? Better than last year? More optimistic or treading more lightly this year, a month in? Well, I think I think if you look at it last year compared to this year, I think you've got to be more optimistic this year in spite of the up and down. If you look at last year, everyone's writing it off. And then the same thing, the Ram game, and just seemed like just catapult this team. So, I think last year you were looking about the inconsistency, Trey, Trey or Jimmy, Trey or Jimmy. This year you go with Trey, and it's like, why did they go with Jimmy? All it was was a conversation piece. But when you look at this team, the way they've been able to battle and fight, I think they're, I think right now, uh, more optimistic. Yeah, I'm more optimistic too. I think they're another year of experience, and I think this defense is is better and nastier this year. And, is, and the run game's not as efficient. We know that, but it, it's still early. But the quarterback is. All right, it is uh, 95-7 the game. Let's go out to Vince in the city. Vince, welcome in. Uh, with uh, You're with Lorenzo Neal and Sean Salisbury here on the Football Hour 95-7 the game. What's up, man? Hey, what's up, guys? Um, so to answer the question that you just asked, I think we're a little bit better than we were last year. And I think it's because – I believe our secondary this year is better than last year's secondary. Amen. Good point. Um, Amen. But my, what I wanted to talk about was, I think, Lo, you said you, you you were wondering if the team has any more room to go up. I think we're kind of peaked. I, I honestly feel like we're maxed out on the offensive end. 
I think we all know what we're going to get with Jimmy. He's going to be a little inconsistent all week. Last week, I've been saying he reminds me of Andrew Wiggins before we won a ring. Um, so, and I, I was happy with how he played last night. That was great. I mean, if we get that guy for the rest of the season, we're going to the Super Bowl. The only thing that I would say we need to do is have more targets to George Kittle because how is Higby getting 10 receptions? And it seemed like Kittle only got two targets last night. Yeah, Vince, it's a great point, and Loka could talk to this too. I think the next step is for them to do what you're talking about. I don't think they've peaked on offense, and I'm going to tell you why. For that very reason, getting Kittle back into a major mix on the offense, a another uh, level for Ayuk to elevate his play, and maybe, just maybe, we're going to see Jimmy elevate. So, But if this, Vince, and your point is, and thanks for the call, if, it's, if this is the max of the offense – with a little bit more accuracy, 20 out of 27, 21 out of 27 for 230 yards. I, I don't need a lot, but first downs and being efficient and protecting the ball, and George gets more involved. Uh, I, and It doesn't mean he has to catch eight balls a game, but more involved, it'll just make the perimeter guys and Debo even more effective. I think you can win the whole thing in the NFC Why doing it involved, that way, Low. What's that? Why do you, in your in your opinion, watching the game, why wasn't why wasn't Kittle more involved in the game plan? In your opinion, what you what you see? Did you see? Was it dedicated, predicated by coverage? What did you see last night, Sean? You know, I I think there's some games low that you sit back and you say, well, and for I mean, I, I see it period. I see it on a Saturday. LSU's receiver, who's a star, going through that right now, getting double teamed. I think a lot of it has to do with rhythm of the game, Low. I do. And we can call the plays you want that sometimes you may not even get to because usually, Low, unless your name's Kelsey or a certain route's in the red zone, right. the, 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 the tight end is, you know this going through them, a lot of times unless it's a bang-off option route or a bender down the seam route, the tight end's not usual, <clears throat> usually your first read. Usually, unless he's flexed out like a receiver in Kansas City's offense. I'm not saying George isn't. But they're not, you know, like when, remember when Jay Novacek was in Dallas with right. Aikman? Yep. He was drop yep. back 10 yards, yep. you work out, or, or Jason Witten, do it. Now, I know they have stuff like that for Kittle, but I think a lot of it's bootleg and shallow cross and then pushing up with the bender. So I think flow of the game, and George is getting back into his rhythm too, right? right. we got to let right. him get back right. into his rhythm. And I, I love when he's dominating at the line of scrimmage in the run game. So I don't think it's a non-concept, you know, an effort where they're not concentrating on getting it to him because the last thing I want to do is tell my quarterback, force it in to, to George. Right. I think, the, I think organically he'll get it. Who's, who's that? Those what two? What separates him? The, him the, their him focus of their offense. No, no, no. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Him and Kelsey. So what's the what's the biggest deal in your that separates Kelsey and Kittle when you talk about just from a pure athletic speed, agility, running routes, what separates or how do you – because I'm just uh, trying to figure out – I'll, I'll tell you what I think separates them, low is the focus of the offense is centered around – Kelsey, Travis Kelsey. Kelsey. I mean, they, even when Tyreek Hill was there, that center mm-hmm. focus is you. When we we have so many specific plays that are designed for him to win, and then we'll work around him. Here in San Francisco, I think it's the other way around. Focus, we know, wants to be the run game. Debo deploying him. Do I th- listen? For my money, all around. T- I'm talking yeah. about pass blocking, leadership, and route running. Right. I think Kittle's the best all-around tight end in football still. Now, when you say that, people are like, what do you mean? Kelsey, Kelsey can block, but he's not near as – put it this way. Kelsey's closer to a pass catcher – I mean, uh, Kittle's closer to a pass catcher in my mind than Kelsey is to him as a blocker. Does that make sense? So all around, right. okay. I think Kelsey's a phenomenal – he, listen, when you're catching 100-plus balls a game and you're the focus, I just say, put it this way, flip the, flip the script – and sting Kyle in Kansas City and bring, and bring Kelsey here, you know what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. They're, they're going to dial up 10, 12, 15 targets a game for, for, for Kelsey because Andy, that, that's his M.O., right? So it's just, I think it's the focus of it. There will come a time as the season rolls on that George will catch 10 balls. Remember last year, Low, when he was like the player of the week, like right. three out of four weeks? Right. You know, it's just constant, yep. you know, eight catches, seven catches. Nine. That's going to come, but they're still working in. Jimmy's only in his second game. I think simply the difference is Kelsey's a better pure route runner 
As to just think about college when where, where Kittle came from. That wasn't their focus either. And George is uh, George has evolved through hard work into being an unbelievable at everything. He just is not the focus of the offense. When I go to Kansas okay. City, I know damn well when they're putting a game plan, it doesn't matter what our game plan right. is. A lot of it centers around what the tight end who becomes a wide receiver. And they move him around so much. George isn't lining up at the Z very often. You know what I'm saying? He's not running bubble screens at the goal line. But I think he could. It's just the way they go about their offense, low, And I think that's the big part and the big reason. But I can tell you this. Do I think Kelsey's cap? I mean, do I think uh, Kittle's capable of Kittle. being capable. an eighty-five, an eighty-five catch guy? Kittle, absolutely. Hell yes, I do. Okay, you know I love him, dude. He's been my favorite player on this oh, team I for do. a while. I just think it's the focus and how they go about their business. The, the, the gaudy stats are not a regular. We're in Kansas City. If Kelsey's not involved, think two weeks ago had five catches when they got beat. Um, who who beat them two weeks ago? Uh, was it? Oh Not yeah, last they, week. they got they, they got beat by who, beat was it the Colts? Good. Was it Colts beat him? Yeah, the yes, Colts. Indianapolis. Colts beat him. The Colts beat him. Yep. Kelsey, the defense. What do you have? Five catches under 100 yards, and that's shutting yep. him down. So it's just the focus. From uh, you give me Kelsey or Kittle, I'm gonna win a lot of games. But you wanted somebody to dominate the line of scrimmage. I'll take Big George. Let's get to Rich in Fremont. Uh, Rich, welcome in, man. How you doing? Hey guys, how's it going? Thanks for having me on. Um, you know, it's funny, your question, I had to mull the answer over in my head because when I look at the NFC, there are some teams that I still think, I mean, don't get me wrong, I think what happened last night was amazing. Um, I like the way the Niners, you know, showed some resurgence after the week before. But I just don't think they're the best team in the NFC just yet. Um, I need to see a little more fine-tuning on where Jimmy delivers the football. And I need to see him spread the offense out and get everybody more involved, including Kittle. Um, but the defense played excellent. And you know what? Another stat everybody's probably overlooking right now is that the Niners, they tied with Pittsburgh as, as one of the, the leaders of Monday Night Football right now with that win. Now, like, I think they're in second, but they're tied with the Steelers right now. But I think, I think there's other teams like the Eagles look really, really sharp. I just think there's some other teams that are a little bit more superior right now. We'll see in two, three games what happens. But right now, the Niners are good, but I just don't think they're the best team in the NFC yet. Thanks, guys. Let me, great point. And, and can I ask you, before you hang up, Rich, are you still there? He may, he may not be there. Lo, do you think it's because do you think it's because the quarterback play that he trusts, maybe Jalen Hurts a little bit more now, maybe – he, most people trust Rodgers more. Do you think that's the difference? Because I, I can't imagine, even though he's 3-0, and Cooper Rush is doing one hell of a job in Dallas. But I wouldn't imagine yeah. you think that you trust him the majority of the season over Jimmy Garoppolo. So maybe it's just quarterback play for the most part. But I do agree. They've got to get a little more explosive on offense. But you give me that game last night, Lowe, they're going to win 11 games this year. I'm just telling you. they oh, are, yeah. With I, that I, defense. I, I like it. I'm with you. If they get that cup of play, they're going to win. They're going to win, like you said, 11, 12 games. The biggest concern to me, I see, I think Jimmy's a good quarterback. You and I don't think he's good. Yes. We just don't know if Jimmy can take them to the next level if they don't have necessarily a great running game and if things aren't working. My biggest concern to me, I think the reason why I put them a little lower, it's still, I think, the best defense in the league to me, bar, bar none, in my opinion. But offensively, I'm not sold on the offensive line. I thought last night was good. I thought they did a great job protecting Jimmy. I just don't know if, you, if you're if you in a game that you have to throw the ball and you, when the team's going to take away some of the short dink and dunk and you have to hold on to it, can this line, and that's the part that scares me to say right. that's why I think that the Niners have to drop them maybe to you know top three or four teams and not top two because the inability of the offensive line, in my opinion, to create space, create a new line of scrimmage for run game, and to hold up in the passing game with consistency. Yeah, and that's why I'm saying low. I don't have them, the 49. I have two or three teams that I would right now take more. My point, too, is if they play like they did last night for an yes. extended amount of time, they, everybody, they're going to win most the majority of their games playing like that. They, I, I believe there's another level there has to be. And in truth, and another question, you know, that, and, and Zach will get to you in San Carlos, is do we believe we're at a time in 2022, can you win a championship in this landscape of the NFL without having a star at quarterback. I know people can say, well, they did in 2000, and, and, I, and that, that's why I'm asking. Eras change. Can you literally 
And when's the last time somebody won a Super Bowl their quarterback wasn't a monster? When you think about it, you know what I mean? So the question is, will it get to the point? You're exactly right. When we get to that ceiling, is Jimmy's head going to burst through the ceiling with another opportunity in big game and big moments like that? Or is his head going to hit the ceiling and you're going to get close, but you're going to falter on a few throws, and that's usually what it comes down to. So I always wonder that in this day with the way defense is played, can you win this thing? Without having mm-hmm. Mahomes or Allen or Brady or Stafford one of, or Rodgers, one of those cats, slinging the, the football around for you, it's tough enough even with one of those dudes. So it begs the question. But I, I, Philadelphia is the best team, and I think there's three or four teams that are, that are trying to separate themselves but haven't yet, Lowe. Right. So let me ask you, so we're talking about the team and understand we're talking about where they haven't separated themselves yet. Tell me just your overall perspective and view of we haven't talked about him yet at all today, which is a good thing. It's Kyle Shannon. What kind of a game plan? What did you like or dislike about the game plan? Because, you know, we've had so many people about his coaching. What tell me how did he grade out in your opinion last night? I actually thought um, I'd love them to play aggressive for four quarters offensively. You know what I mean, Lowe? I, I, sure, I, I'm talking sure, about sure. I know they're, they're very complex in formations and formations and movement. I get all that. But my favorite thing was it felt like he wanted to get Jimmy going early, right? And you got him right. going, a little confidence, get completions. Like you and I have said, it doesn't mean you have to push the ball down the field and go three fade routes and three and out and punt. I don't mind right. movement stuff, but I'm okay with a hit screen, an option route to Kittle, a slant route, uh, RPO sure. where you give it, drop back and take, a, to take a, a, a shot at a big post if it's there. If not, hit the dig on the backside, whatever. I, I liked Kyle's early aggressiveness. I did. And I, thought, yeah, I think he's at the point now where he's got to at times also, he knows how good his friggin' defense is. And low, yeah. what, can, what can get you, and you see it a little bit last night, what can get you, lull you to sleep as a coach like that is, it's like Mikey in that old Life cereal commercial. Let's get Mikey. He'll do anything, <laughs> right? He'll eat it. it. <laughs> you want, yeah, Mikey likes it. Here's what I mean. If you're sitting back saying, damn, and I think I'm, I'm on 180 degrees the other way where, man, my defense is so damn good. I can take more chances. That's how I think. That, that's me. Screw that. We got him. Take another shot. That's me as a coordinator. I'm like, dude, let me. Right. Get, well, what, a second 10? Our defense is good. Hell, they ain't scoring on my defense. Take another shot. And But, Kyle, I think – it's a mentality, and it's okay, is to, when things are going good, moving around, it looks awesome, right? But when, it's, when it's, right. you're kind of going back, maybe a couple three and outs, I think you get to the point and say, well, our defense, we, we got a defense, so we just got to keep this game where we're at and we're not going to lose. I want to extend it because they're going to run into a quarterback that has one of those days. Tampa Bay yep. saw it with Mahomes oh, yeah. this past week. They're yep. going to run into one. And when they yep. do, that's the game we're talking about. Jimmy and Kyle's got to say, not today, son. Jimmy, you may right. have to throw it 38 times, dude, but it's your day. And not be right. afraid to step out of that, play, play it safe. But I liked the way they came out of the shoot to get him a couple completions. Yep. And as a former quarterback, there was nothing better than mm-hmm. knowing you have a great defense, but to get you three or four early completions, you're like, okay, today's going to be my day. I'm feeling it instead of waiting right. around. And then like, oh, it's third and nine. Now you got to drop back now and throw your first ball. That, there you go. Right. Stay ahead of the sticks. Right. Let's get to Zach. Zach and Sam Carlos. Zach, you're on with Lorenzo Neal and Sean Salisbury. How you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. And yourself? Good, sir. What's up? What's on your mind? Okay. Hey, here's what. Hey, here's what I got. Um, I do like our defense, and we're not peaked in offense yet. I like what Shanahan is doing. He's he's giving you Debo. He's giving you the running game for something to look at. Once he once he's doing that. And that's when the deep pass is going to come down for Ray Ray McLeod. And, and once he get, um Danny Gray in the game and, and Brandon Ayuk and Kittle going, it's going to be a problem for these offense. Um, we, we, we're almost ready to peak in that offense. I can't wait to see it. And, and thanks, uh, uh, I give Kyle Shanahan a B- minus for letting Jimmy G, you know, out of, out of, out of a couple of plays. That's all I got. Thank you. Appreciate it, Zach. And, Zach, your final, you make a great point. The final one is I'm really big, and I don't know how much – I don't know when they go into a week low. Maybe you know more about this than I do. I know if I'm a coach, if my quarterback – I'm giving him plenty of freedom. We've talked about it. I don't want my yeah. team playing uphill. I want, I want right. my quarterback to feel confident to know that if it's third and four and you don't like the look in the run game, Get haul it. off and throw it. 
or if it's third and three and you're going to pass it and you don't like the pressure or they're overloaded one side and you feel like you can run inside zone the other way, then check out of it and check to a run. I don't know how much freedom he gives him. I do know this. Jimmy's been in the league long enough that Kyle should give him freedom because smart quarterbacks make head coaches look better on the field. Low, you yeah. know this. Am I right? Absolutely. Absolutely. 1,000% you're right. And that's what I like. I like that you said how they came out, but I also understood what Kyle Shanahan was doing Agreed. with the little toss. The, the toss play that he was running in the run game because it allowed the running backs to pick their way because the line would be flowing. They're thinking it's sweep, so they would sprint, and all of a sudden you'd start to cut back and start cutting back against the grain and flying in the lanes because they started to move the off the defensive line, move them lateral, had Dwelly coming across and kicking guys out. I thought Cal Shanahan did a great job making too. the run game appear some way, but he lured you one way, but you were always thinking about the cutback. So I liked what they were doing in the run game as well last night. Yeah, the one thing about that toss to get him outside leverage low is you put your foot in the ground. We don't. Hey, we, now, we may call it when we called it, like when I, when I was at Southern Cal, the student body writer, 28 toss, however you get to the edge. The great thing right. about that is we don't have a hole. Once you stretch and go, there it may be this guy. You may cut all the way back. They're just asking you to stay on your blocks a little longer. And what defenses will do at times is they'll over-pursue because they don't want to get beat to right. the edge. And if you've right. got great vision as a back or Debo, you put that damn foot in the ground and start heading north and south. Well, the 49ers made a – I mean, the 49ers, yes, but the Denver Broncos with Terrell Davis – when Mike Shanahan, they, they made a living. That, that's what they did. They'd stretch you, put his foot in the dirt or in the grass, and go back, and they'd push. They'd just let people run themselves by holes and push them by. Right. Right? And as long as you can seal off the backside, that guy, it's a true run to daylight play low, and you've led a plenty of eyebacks on a fullback where you're blocking strong safety, first guy that shows outside the edge. You've done that plenty, and you take care of your guy. Then he's just going to go do his thing. Few exactly. things, a few things to wrap it up, Low. Give me your three th- the three things they got to get better at to be, well, to be that team that we say, okay, they can beat anybody every Sunday. Tell me the three I, I things they've got to get better at. You mentioned the offensive line is one. Offensive line one, two. I got to see Jimmy and these receivers either. Dwelly, there was last week you saw Kittle. If he hits Kittle, and, if he hits, if he hits. Our, our boy Debo in stride, it's a touchdown. They beat Denver. He underthrows him. Debo gets oh, tackled. That was a, it hit him in stride. And then last night, either the tight end turned the wrong way or either Jimmy didn't put the ball right spot. You saw that long when he tried to go downfield. Right. Wide open guy again. And so I got to see them get more because those plays, Sean, they just, those chunk plays, it's hard to get those or they, they or have a chance to be a home run. So they got to, can't miss the layup. You can't miss those opportunities when they're there. And they got to continue to protect the ball because if you can protect the ball and don't have self inflicted wounds on offense, speaking, and keep controlling, you're going to win. So if they can do that, I want to see Jimmy continue with the offensive line, get better, hit the long, make sure these long balls that you did get on the right same page and continue not to turn the ball over. That they have to do if they want to win. Yeah, Lowe, I, I'm with you. I, 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 first off, to me, I am 100% with you on the offensive line. I'd li- and I don't know if it's possible this year, but I'd love to see them where people are talking about their offensive line at times similar to the way they're talking about their defensive front. You know what I mean? Where it's like, sure, oh, sure. They're, they're, oh, okay, they can wear you out and maul you when necessary. Secondly, you took the words out of my mouth, chunk plays. When the three, hey, they're hard enough to come by when they're not open, but yes. when they're open, you must hit them. Look at Debo. He turned a play that wasn't supposed to be a chunk play into a chunk play because his ability to make people miss and guys working the block downfield. That's two big chunk plays. And number three is at some point in time, and it may not take chunk plays, for me, I think for me to feel overly comfortable about this team, because I already do defensively, is I need them in a shootout, low. I do. Yeah. And I, I, I don't want to say that for the 49er defense, but it's, it's hard to sustain 11 points a game for 17 weeks, right? It is. 17 games. It is. At some point in time, I'm going to need Jimmy. And then we'll go, Jimmy, I, I, I want to see him shoot out. I want to see him be the lead gun in the shootout where he's out-dueling somebody because he, that day they just had to. Does that make sense? That, to where I walk away saying they beat a good team and a Pro Bowl quarterback who's a – elite quarterback and why they won because of Jimmy 
not because of the offensive line or because the defense scored. Not And Jimmy's there. I want him to say when they walk out of it, say, see that guy right there, that, that quarterback? That's Jimmy's why we like won that. today. There, and I think it brings confidence and the narrative shifts from the 49ers to just defense to, hmm, maybe the offense is different. But I'm with you. Kyle Shanahan called a good game. I like being aggressive. Low. Great stuff, man. Let's see who they got this week. I'm, I'm off the top. Of my, I'm so fo- focused on the Rams. Uh, I, I I've lost. I, I can't even think about who they're playing. <laughs> Let's see the Rams. spent anybody? Helps. The Panthers. Who's okay, back well, there. wake up. The pa- they'll be three and two. They play the Panthers. I okay. hate to tell Matt Rule this because I like Matt Rule. He'll be coaching in Nebraska or Wisconsin next year. Okay, you can count on that because that team blows. Leave it at that. Wow. And, uh, dude, if you thought Matt Stafford had trouble. Baker Mayfield, dude, bring a good supply of body bags. Like, you're going to need them because oh. can you imagine that pass offense against that front? Good luck. Oh, uh, that might be the luck. day you all – that's the day you say, man, my shoulder hurts. I think I'm taking right, this one right. off, man. I well, know part of it. All right, guys, great stuff tonight. Up next, uh, J.D., John Dickinson, and Dan Devone uh, for Sterling and Cam and for 95-7 the game and the best partner on the planet, Lo Neal. I'm Sean Salisbury. This is the Football Hour. We'll be back at it next Monday. And this is the 49ers 2-2. Two and two. They feel a little different after one week, don't they? Yep, 95-7 the game. The fellas, love you too, my man. And uh, we appreciate you guys and our callers. And we'll see you next week. Enjoy the week and be safe out there. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.